Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix in the Hogshead. I always want, I always like, read it as like Hogsmeade or in the Hogsmeade and I'm like this wrong and it doesn't make any sense but I don't know why I think that the Hogshead's name should not be the Hogshead whatever so we have some announcements and reminders we want this podcast to be interactive and we want to know your thoughts and feelings um no we want to know your thoughts we get to share our thoughts thoughts and feelings we just want to know your thoughts so please feel free to tweet along with us use the hashtag wizard team on twitter um, and you can use hashtags on Facebook, so you can use the hashtag Wizard Team on Facebook to follow along. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create, you can become a Patronus, or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd and fashion, your nerd fashion and stationary game up, um, as Bayana likes to say. Try to I said it one time, and you <laughs> like to say that I say it. I said it one time. And I was specifically yeah. talking about stickers in was, case anyone is coming in on this episode. Hilarious. I was specifically talking about my sticker game. Which, I mean, I'm not the backing way, up on it, but you said, as I like to say, like I say it, it every time, I said it once. I've said it one time. And, it's, and it was burned it stuck, into it my It stuck brain. with you to the point where my you think God, I say it every week. Stuck. It very clearly has. No, I don't think you say it every week, but I just think that you think it. I think that you think, hmm, try to I cracked. Compete. I cracked a joke that's once, what I think. and now all of a sudden, <laughs> it's all I think about. No, that's um, how it happens. That's how, that's how things get stuck to you. So yeah, you can go to our website and try to compete um, with your Wizard Team merch. And we have new merch options, so check them out. Um, and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, you know, helps us get more visibility, more listeners, more potential um, donors, and more content. Mm, I just realized what tomorrow is. Um, also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by our Wizard Bay Deb, uh, with nerd news and links to what's been going on in the world. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to Black Girls Nerd... Nope. BlackGirlsCreate.org. <laughs> Um, to subscribe. It's been to a year newsletter. since we rebranded. It's hilarious that you're still doing that. Um, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's muscle memory, I guess. And now I for guess. Wizard Team News. So today is Wednesday, November 1st. So it is Ooh. the day that um, Harry Potter gets dropped off at a doorstep mm-hmm. in the middle of fall. Um, as a baby and, and left. left for the night and left so happy anniversary of, of that no, day no extra diaper no, no bottle no no, no hat no hat well maybe he had a hat we don't know he was in a blanket no, he, how thick was that blanket? we don't know not thick enough to be out on the doorstep no, all night not november with the milk not in november nope not at all and and, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. 
So if you go all the way back to our first episode, I bitch McGonagall because no one asked her to be out there. But in this one moment, she should have been out there. She should have, like, wrapped herself, her furry cat self, around the baby. Mean. So you go sit on a wall all day when nobody asks you to. But then when the baby is left on the doorstep in November, because you know your boss ain't got no goddamn sense, you go home. I still don't know why you're blaming McGonagall when... I'm not blaming McGonagall. I'm just like, that would have been a good time. That would have been a time that you got the MVP. When you were like, hey, Dumbledore. Hey. My dude. You really just go peace out and leave the baby on the doorstep? Okay. And then transform into a cat and curl up. Hypothermia, man. Anyway, so... Shout out to Harry Potter for really being, like, the most resilient For being the boy who lived? Because he didn't die, like, twice <laughs> in two days. He didn't, he didn't die. He didn't get killed by the <laughs> notorious uh, mass murderer kill- Nazi. Um, and then he didn't die of hypothermia. <laughs> so shout out to him. That, Lily's, really, that's shout Lily's MVP. Potter. Her love, man, is strong. Lily's love is yeah, deep. It's real strong. Like, I'm gonna protect you... From dark wizards, and I'm also gonna protect you from dotty old professors mm-hmm. who think that In the common cold. It's cool to leave a. <laughs> I wonder. We never really hear about Harry getting the cold or the flu or anything, right? Like everyone else has got to get the pepper up potion. Harry's chilling. He got that. Ma- it's magical blood. He's fine. Lily's love is deep. Um. Okay. Speaking of Lily, so yesterday. Um, was Halloween, as we all know. So we just want to give a shout out to James and Lily Potter, um, you know, for fighting the good fight as best as they can and, you know, rest in peace and all that. Also, happy death day to nearly headless Nick. Shout out to him. I mean, it's also kind of like RIP, but then he's a ghost, so he's clearly not resting in peace. I don't really know what you say to ghosts. Um, rest in prosperity. Or no... Rest in getting um, uh, admitted to the headless hunt. I don't know. It's a lot of re- too many letters. Animate in peace. Reanimate is a zombie. Yeah, it is. We don't do zombies here. We don't want no zombies. No, we don't want those problems. No zombies. Yeah. Like, also, it is the anniversary of Harry, Ron, and Hermione's friendship. So that's also cool. Halloween's a lot of things happen in Halloween. I think I'm missing something too. I'm missing <gasps> a couple of things. Right. Like, um, it's. I'm sure. Yeah. A lot happens in Halloween in the Harry Potter world. But. So, you know, and like, in, like, um, the world of people that believe in, like, horoscopes and shit, like, oh, this day is a, the moons are in retrograde and things are a little bit crazier. I, moons can I be feel like maybe in magic, like, I don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just said, that means. I don't know. You know, sometimes they're like, this thing is in retrograde. Or it's usually a planet. The lines are lit up. Oh, okay. I don't even know what retrograde means. I'm just, like, gonna be fully transparent. I don't know what the fuck y'all be talking about. But I'll just nod. I'll just be nodding, smiling, and being like, yo, that's straight. That's that's crazy. Crazy. Anyway, the point of all that is to say, I wonder if in the wizarding world, there's something significant about Halloween. And, like, the same way that, like, when there's a full moon, werewolves have to, they, they get moon called. Yeah, shout out to Percy Thompson. Um, and they have to transform. Like, maybe on Halloween, it's just like, kind of like Friday the 13th when like bad things are supposed to just like, 
I don't know, there's something in the air or something that bad things happen. On Halloween, in the Wizarding World, like, shit goes down. Like, be on alert. Mm-hmm. It's like the purge. Wow. It's like the Wizarding Maybe purge. Maybe not quite as intense. I mean, good things happen and bad things happen. I was happen. gonna say, I feel like it's just, like, significant events. But it's not, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's not always bad. Not always good. I don't know. Um, cool. Also... Um, the Harry Potter documentary, A History of Magic, came out on BBC, um, I believe last week. So I think you should be able to find it on YouTube. I haven't watched it yet. It's an hour. So I like was gonna watch it when I was, um, at work. But you didn't have an hour. Yeah, I was, yeah, I have not had an hour in who knows how long, but yeah, I was like gonna watch it. And then I was like, oh, it's 59 minutes. Can't do that. Not right now. But I plan on watching it (laughs) at some point. Um, and I know, like, yeah. they did a lot of, they did some filming at LeakyCon, so there's, like, folks from LeakyCon there. I don't think we're in it, as far as I know, but, like. No, but our family is. Oh, yeah, our family. The little girls. They maybe. I mean, we, obviously, we didn't see yeah. it, but they were filmed, or, like, were, um, I don't think we've talked. I mean, they spent a lot of time with the girls. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, because they're we didn't adorable. do, like, a post thing, but, so there's this family, um, and Robin met the there's like a grandma a mother and a daughter and um she met them last year and i think she's definitely talked about them i talked about yeah them on she the didn't talk about them but yeah. then this year they brought like the daughter's they kids the whole they brought family. like their entire family and there's this little baby slytherin who was like three and she kept walking around like i'm slytherin i'm slytherin so like you could always just like hear her somewhere anytime you heard i'm slytherin you knew that little girl was popping up um, she was also popping in her little Slytherin dress during the ball, but she was adorable. And her, and her grandmother started to say, she says that before she says hello or introduces herself because she was like, I don't want people to think that she's Slytherin. Yeah, but of course that's like the perfect place she's to do that. Because, to let you know that she's Slytherin. And that's all we want to know. Right. Nobody was, bl- yeah. Yeah. Leaky Con, like, what is your house is like. That's hello. Might be asked before what's your yeah. name. If you're not repping your house proudly but she was repping her house and letting you know confirming mm-hmm. i don't want you to get it twisted i'm slow yeah except it's not more like this don't get it twisted i'm because <laughs> she was slittering yeah she was adorable so yeah so there's this whole like this little family of like little black uh potterheads and it was amazing and they are the best um so they might be on there so Anyway, you should check I it out regardless. It's probably anyway. amazing and like, you know, probably you're going to feel a lot of feelings. So be prepared for that. As you want to do. Yep. Um, also, Pottermore just released a new line of posters and artwork that you can purchase. So all of our money. I'm, I'm, I understand Gone. that it's like the 20th anniversary of Philosopher's Stone or whatever. And like next year is the 20th anniversary of the Sorcerer's Stone. I would just like a little bit more heads up and like maybe spreading out these collections because I feel like we do. There's the Alex and Annie um, jewelry set. They're the boots that we just bought super impulsively. There's like we were just at LeakyCon, which I mean, it's on us. But still, there's this Pottermore thing that something else. Oh, Pottery Barn. Like, why? Why? I don't have unlimited funds. I get it. I saw Think Geek just emailed me today about a dinner set. I'm like, I don't need a dinner set. What are you doing this to me for? But you want it now. Like, <laughs> fam. But you want it. Um, shout out to Rebecca Edmondson. Um, 
who brought into our lives the idea of a Beyond Savings account. For whenever Beyonce does something, you just have money in your Beyond Savings. And I think that, like, we just need a Gringotts vault. A Gringotts account that is just like, hey. But the only thing is that that, that account's constantly getting depleted because there's more and more stuff. It just keeps, it doesn't. Like, Beyonce at least is like, she doesn't respect your money. Like, it's hers, you know what I mean? She knows it, and she's like, I'm going to get it. But at least she's like, I just took it. I'm going to give you, like, three months before I take it again. She gives you a little bit of time to, like, re-up and, like, recoup. But, like, no. But Joe is like, no, let's just release it all. J.K. Rowling is just like, no. Like I said, I just need to figure out a way in which my direct deposit, like, I get, what, 10%, 90% (laughs) go to the show. Like, you should be some kind of, like, subscription, right? right? Like, I know they have, like, boxes or whatever, but there should be a subscription that goes directly to Joe. And you'd be like, I want this, 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 and this, right. this month. Just send that to me. She, You get a, oh my god, like the Scholastic yes. Book Fairs. Yes. You just get that list. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you just check it off. And you're like, all right. Too bad. Check Back then it was our parents' money. And now it's different. But it's a great model. Ugh. So, you just get it all in one little brochure, and then you can weigh your options. Portia, about the, just real quick backtrack to the movie, um... I mean, yeah, or the documentary. Portia said that the, the family is the only, or, like, the only people of color in the conference included, and that it also highlights all of J.K. Rowling's um, thorough research for the series, which she accompanies with a side-eye emoji because agent of shade. And we have talked about. <laughs> She's doing her job. Wait, in, in, in Wizard Team, she is the head of the magical department of awnings and umbrellas. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't call her agent she's of both. shade. We should call her no. She's Minister she's of shade. head of the department of that, both. but under that department, right? Like there is the agency, like the spy organization known as oh. Shade, and she is like she's really the director of Shade, which the is Calvary. what we should call her, not agent. She's the director of Shade. So yeah. like the umbrellas and awnings is really a front, to be honest. Okay, it's like that that um that antique store you go in and then you order like like, you're like i'm here to pick up the the third umbrella right right. it's like um in in what's it called and you go oh we're having nice weather and then it's like yeah but i always pack an umbrella just in case and that's the code phrase and then you get to the back room Ah. with all the shit where it goes down and then there's portia basically you get to the back room and there's portia sitting and she's like turned away from you and i'll it'll hide that chair and then she turns and she goes welcome to level seven dramatically <laughs> Somebody write that fanfic. <laughs> um, or did we just write it? I think, I don't know. I think we just wrote it. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go. <laughs> Magical birthdays. Um, Friday is Sirius Black's oh, birthday. Right. Um, say it again. I mean, you can you can say it again. Say it again. You can do that for the folks in the back. You can do that if you would like to. I was just gonna say happy birthday. Sirius. Yeah. Yeah. Robin's dancing and you can't see that because this is a podcast. If you were a Patronus, you could see that and you would get on this with me. You wouldn't because I was talking and then... Get in there. Okay, so chapter 16 in the Hogshead. Um, Previously on Wizard Team, Umbridge was made the Hogwarts High Inquisitor... Um, Percy, for some reason, thinks she's doing a really good job there, even though she's only been there a week and 
has not been anyway Percy doesn't know what words mean um Umbridge has started to inspect Percy different does not know what words he doesn't mean. um he started so she started to inspect other teachers um so far she's done Flitwick uh she did Trelawney which was a, a disaster for Trelawney um she did Grubbly Plank which was you know decent and she did McGonagall which was um a disaster for her so because McGonagall is unbothered um, she tried it. Yeah, she tried it. I, I just feel like, I feel like, you know, like, there's, like, the um, welcome mats, you know, and it, you, like, walk in and it says welcome. Mm-hmm. I feel like on the other side of McGonagall's door, there should be a mat that says you tried it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Everyone that leaves her presence is like, yeah, I know who's in charge here, and it's not me. Basically. All of them. Yep. Even Dumbledore. <laughs> um, and then Hermione gets the idea to um, start teaching classes and to have Harry start teaching classes to people who are really... It, at this point, it's just to start teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts classes so that they can um, pass their OWLs and be prepared for Voldemort um, when he undoubtedly shows up at the end of the school year. As he has done... At the end of every yep. school year, save yep. one, in which Sirius showed up. And Peter. With a hilarious misunderstanding. <laughs> All the hijinks. Peter did show Shenanigans. Up. All the, and hijinks ensued. I feel like um, The Prisoner of Azkaban's ending, if not for Peter, would just be like a really funny like British comedy. Where you're like, oh, all of this... Because of a misunderstanding. Because <laughs> you put that comma there, and I thought the comma was mm-hmm. here. With the comma after dearest, you've written my I am really confused about Harry Potter. Your, um, I don't know. My your, head where your brain's going today. These tangents are kind of in really strange places. Anyways. Um, Tangent Tuesday, even though it's Monday. <laughs> Um, so yeah, also Haggard's still not back, so that's a thing. We're gonna have to come up with a new thing when he comes back in, like, two chapters, but it's okay. We'll get there. Um, actually, I think we have more than that, so that's fine. So, chapter 16. Um, so Hermione made no mention of Harry giving Defense Against the Dark Arts lessons for two whole weeks after her original suggestion. Um, Harry's attentions were finally over. Ron, um, was getting better at Quidditch, and all three of them had vanished their mice in Transfiguration, and Hermione had progressed to vanishing kittens, because she's the greatest of all time, so, you know. She's course. Hermione. Um, and, yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's the end of September, um, when Hermione asks again um, whether she whether Harry had thought more about the Defense Against the Dark Arts group, um, or I guess it's not really a group at this point, but just, like, about that class. Of course I had, said Harry. Can't forget, can we, with that hag teaching us? I mean, I meant the idea Ron and I had. Um, Ron cast her an an alarmed, threatening kind of look, and she frowned at him. Oh, all right, the idea I had then about you teaching us. Um, Because Ron has no backbone, and he's, like, very much just, like... It's the same thing as when, like, when it's time to confront Fred and George, where, like, he doesn't want to get involved until it's, like, the coast is clear, basically. Like, he just lets Hermione blunder forward and like doesn't really offer support until it's clear that like he's not gonna get yelled at or like made fun of everything's handled yeah (laughs) 
Which is like a great, great, great characteristic for a prefect to have. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Just I think that's what they look for, really, is like someone who's spineless and doesn't want to, you know, have any confrontation whatsoever. I think that's one of the like top things that they think a prefect should have. A prefect in charge of like, you know, handing out punishments and stopping bad behavior. They're like, you should really also be a spineless kid. Apparently. I mean, yeah. seems those go hand in hand. Or you would think with Ron as a prefect. Oh, totally. Um, so Harry had given the matter quite a great deal of thought. Um, sometimes it seemed like a, an insane idea, um, but at others he found himself thinking about the spells that had served him best um, and subconsciously planning lessons. Um, well, he said slowly, yeah, I, I've thought about it a bit. And, I don't know, he said, um, I thought it was a good idea from the start, said Ron, now that, he, you know, again, because he's spineless. Now that Harry's not, like, about to start yelling, he's like, oh, yeah, well, let's jump in. Um, that was totally the best yeah. idea I've ever had. Ever, yeah. Me. Ron Weasley came up with that all on my own. Um, you did listen to what I said about a load of it being luck, didn't you? Yes, Harry, said Hermione, but all the same, there's no point in pretending you're not good at defense against the dark arts because you are. You were the only person last year who could throw off the imperious curse completely, and you can produce a Patronus. You can do all sorts of stuff that full-grown wizards can't. Victor always said, yeah, what did Vicky say? I just, Ron, I need him to stop taking Shut so up, many Ron. L's so quickly and in, like, and in, like, succession. Like, I just need him to chill. Like, the frequency of this is, is, like, a problem. It is. Um, he doesn't have... He has no chill. He doesn't. But, I, it's but like, it's, like, a different kind of chill, right? Like, I think this is one that he can acquire and should learn to, like, kind of... He does not have the range. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, I mean, I just want... I, I understand where you're coming from. I just want you to not constantly get disappointed. Because he will constantly disappoint you. I mean, I've read these books before, so... <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> You're like, I mean, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ho-ho said... read these books like a few times. Like, just, a, just a couple. Only, <laughs> only like 20 times. Not, not that much. Um, Ho-ho said Hermione in a bored voice. He said Harry knew how to do stuff even he didn't, and he was in his final year at Durmstrang. Um, and Ron was still, you know stuck on Victor. You're not still in contact with him, are you? So what if I am, said Hermione. I can have a pen pal if I... He didn't only want to be your pen pal. And so? Now I got nothing to do with you. That literally has nothing to do with you. Right. Maybe he, Maybe she wants to be more than pen pals with him too. Okay, and? Do you, have you shot your shot? No, you have not. So, and she even said that. It's been... Have you told her? She mentioned that at Christmas of last year, it's been 10 months. You haven't done nothing. So, yep. I'm going to need you she said, to back off. if you want me, earn me. Exactly. And you over here, not earning shit. And you were like, man, I don't not know what you're talking about, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even say that's I want to. I don't even say I mean, all like, that. that's not even... I mean, that's not even the point. You just missing the point. What you even talking about, man? You don't even understand the point. Like, meanwhile, you're out here, like jealous for what just i whatever um so hermione goes back to harry what do you think will you teach us 
Just you and Ron, yeah? Well, said Hermione. Well, now don't fly off the handle again, Harry, please. But I really think you ought to teach anyone who wants to learn. I mean, we're talking about defending ourselves against Voldemort. Oh, don't be pathetic, Ron. It doesn't seem fair if we don't offer the chance to other people. Um, Harry considered it and then said, Yeah, but I doubt anyone except you two want to be taught by me. I'm a nutter, remember? Um, well, I think you'd be surprised how many people would be interested in hearing what you've got to say, said uh, Hermione. Um, you know the first weekend in October is a Hogsmeade weekend. How would it be if we t uh, tell anyone who's interested to meet us in the village and we can talk it over? Why do we have to do it outside school? Because, said Hermione, I don't think Umbridge would be very happy if she found out what we were up to. Of course. And that was Ron that said that, which is another, like... I mean, he didn't even catch... Pay attention. He didn't even catch the dogging j uh, joke that, that Malfoy threw at them on the train, and it was the most obvious... I mean, I, would, I didn't really catch it either. I mean... It's all italicized, time, and I mean, he's like, I, I'll be I, dogging your Spoiler alert, I've read these before as well, but... I just... Also, Draco needs to step up his game. Everybody needs to step their game up. That's what needs to happen. As a, yeah. as a collective set of characters in this story, you just need to elevate yeah. a little bit. I agree. Yeah. Um, agree. So, Harry was looking forward to Hogsmeade, but he was worried that Sirius might just turn up because, you know, that's what he does. Um... Well, you can't blame him for wanting to get out and about, said Ron, which is true. Um, he's been on the run for two years, hasn't he? And I know it can't have been a laugh, but at least he was free, wasn't he? Um, and now he's just shut up with that lunatic elf, um, which, you know, Hermione scowled at because can we just, I just feel like. Can we not call names? Can we just, Maybe. Let's just not do that. Um, yeah. The trouble is, uh, Hermione said to Harry, until Voldemort. Comes out um, in the open, Sirius is going to have to stay hidden, isn't he? I mean, the stupid ministry isn't going to realize Sirius is innocent until they accept that Dumbledore's been telling the truth about him all along. And once the fools start catching real Death Eaters again, it'll be obvious Sirius isn't one. I mean, he hasn't got the mark, for one thing. Um, I don't think he'll be stupid enough to turn up, said Ron. Dumbledore would go mad if he did, and Sirius listens to Dumbledore, even if he doesn't like what he hears. I hate that, like, Sirius's freedom is, um, like predicated on Voldemort coming out into the open like that's just super whack but you know what this is like actually reminds me of a couple of um law and order episodes where there's a person there's definitely one where a guy is in prison and they know at least the Manhattan DA knows that he's innocent because they someone has like admitted to doing the murder that he was accused of and like he can't get let out like they like the other da like refuses to acknowledge that he made a mistake and like is totally fine with the idea of this guy being in jail for something he obviously didn't do because someone has basically been like it hey me, right? it's me i did it which is the most voldemort thing like we talked about voldemort was having like you know he's trying to get headliners to, for his coming out mm -hmm. party and, um, and so, yeah, I think that it's actually, it sucks, right? But I think it's actually really realistic because in order for Sirius to have freedom, the ministry has to admit they got something wrong. And they're trying to do that unless they absolutely have to. They, um, and Parks right. was saying if the order would just give him disguises, um, and saying if she'll can do it. I mean, they can do it. They can, like, there's 
all this Polyjuice potion. There's Hermione that one spell. Yeah, I was gonna say there's that one spell that Hermione did to Harry that messed that did some weird stuff to his face. Um, you can use a disillusionment charm. There's all these things, but I do get that like it's an unnecessary risk. Yeah, like you don't really need him. Like, and even then, he's not really free, right? Like, he still has to like. He could, right. you know, he maybe go out and be a spy or whatever, Apologies but then he has potion. to come right back. He's still, like, it's not much better, except that he may, Homeboy he can, like, breathe fresh air. pretended to be Mad-Eye for a full year. I am sure that Remus or Molly is willing to give up some hair so that Sirius can go do what he gotta do. Like, he could just go... He could go visit Harry as Molly Weasley and no one would like that. <laughs> that would be so great, actually. That would be hilarious. I would love to see that. Can somebody right. write that fanfic, actually? Like, just like Harry talking to Molly, but like Molly because- saying serious words, that would be hilarious. That would be so <laughs> funny. We need to make that a short, actually. We need an actor to like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to see it. Ooh, can Clarissa make that a comic strip? <laughs> And Ron is just freaking out, like, mm, my mom would never say any of these words. This is terrible. <laughs> my whole childhood like, is ruined. <laughs> Molly being like, Molly being like, here, have a butter. Here, you want some fire whiskey? How's the fire whiskey? <laughs> and Ron just being like, uh, what is happening? Like, <laughs> like not blinking. Like, seriously, like, I don't, this is a bad idea. <laughs> this is, He's like, this ah, is not, it's all right. Like he got this. his feet up it's on the table. Me. He's like... Like, Jenny walks by, doesn't realize it's serious, and he's just like, what? Oh, it'd be great. It'd be perfect. And Molly goes, sup? And Jenny's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> did you just... Did you just sup me? Did my mother just say sup? Did you just sup me? What's yeah. going on? That would be great. Funny face pancakes. Sorry. I don't know. Sorry. Okay, Sorry. then. Um... So they go. So this is the one part I don't like. So um, Hermione says, "Don't worry, Harry. You've got enough on your plate without serious too." And Hermione, that's not how worrying works. Like, no, you but say, I think it's like, "Hey, I'm really busy right now, so I'm just not going to worry about this thing that I'm worried about." Well, yeah, but I think that she's not trying to say it as like she's trying to help him out. She's saying like, "Don't." She's saying, "Don't worry no, about it." Basically, right? And like, you tell people who are. It doesn't mean they're necessarily right. gonna stop, but like, it's a, it's just advice to like, you should let that go. Like, thing. it is what it yeah. is. It's gonna, like, I don't think she's expecting that that's gonna stop it. It just means like, try. No, I know. But I think it's funny just the way that she says, "You've got enough on your plate without serious too." It's like, yes, but. You can't just, like, take Sirius off your plate. That's your godfather and someone that you love. Um, even though you've only known him for a year. Two years? Year and a half-ish. Um, so, she <laughs> so was... Yeah. She was right. Because he had a billion things to do. He was... Um, um, he had a bunch of homework. Um, and Ron was even more busy than Harry because, while well, they both had quick... Quidditch practice. Ron was also a prefect. Also had prefect duties, which we all know he was. And also, if he can't Um, juggle it, then he should just quit being a prefect. Like... And give it to Dean. Dean doesn't have Quidditch practice yet. Like, he could do it. Right. And he could probably juggle it once he does have Quidditch practice. So... Right. Because Hermione 
who was taking more subjects than all of them, not only finished all of her homework, but and was a prefect, um, she finished all of her homework and was also finding time to make more elf clothes, which is still problematic. Harry had to admit she was getting better. They could distinguish between hats and socks. Um, that's because her so third morning, year, um, she's got some time management skills. That's why. Like, all that time, she had to, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but actually, like, she had to juggle, like, yeah. a bunch of stuff at 13 in addition to, like, going back in time to get it together. So she had to have, like, a very... And keeping a like, secret. You know what I mean? Like, regimented schedule and, like, get back to a certain place at a certain Stick time. Like, she just had all these other things to manage that, like, at this point, this is easy. This, this is, is easy. baby stuff. Um... I also think, though, that it's interesting that you make time for the things that you find important, mm-hmm. right? So, like, Harry's not, like, he, yes, they have a lot of um, homework to do, but he's not complaining about the Quidditch practice, right? Like, or he's not being like, hey, can we cut back on Quidditch mm-hmm. practice? You, you just, you find time for the things that are important to you, and unless you're like me and you just can't remember things <laughs> at all, um, you make sure that you're available for the things that like really matter to you. So, because I think Hermione does have like she's taking more classes and she's a prefect and she's probably like she she takes spew very seriously S P E W. Um, she's probably in other clubs. I would find it like difficult to imagine that Hermione's not in like ancient runes club or something like that. Um. Maybe she doesn't take, like, a lead role in that because she has other things. But, like, she's able to do that, one, because of what you said, like, her time management skills, but also because, like, her education is important to her and having a real well-rounded magical experience is important to her. Meanwhile, Harry and Ron only care about Quidditch and not doing homework. Right. Although Harry is doing better, though, now that he's not also doing his full-time job with Umbridge. So... Right. I love also that he's like, now that I, he doesn't have his evenings with Umbridge, like evenings and right. afternoons. Like that was you eight going, hours. Yeah. Night. Dinner the, time. Like, that was, yeah. That was a whole day. It was an entire day. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then it's Hogsmeade weekend. Um, Harry. Which is also, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh huh. I was going to say, which is also interesting to think about, like, how much sleep he was getting at that point? Because what time did they have to get up to go to class? You know, and what he time had, is, like, yeah, breakfast he still started. had to stay up to do his homework. Yeah, like, he wasn't getting that much sleep. Right, he wasn't getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's Hogsmeade okay. weekend now, and Harry um, remembers that if it hadn't been for Sirius, he wouldn't have been going at all. <laughs> I wonder. Sorry, I I know in this moment it's like serious, right? But no pun intended. But can you imagine like if? Umbridge or Fudge got a hold of Dumbledore's records because <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> I wonder how he's even still able to go because they're like, oh, so his guardian is first, a notorious first of mass all, murderer, and y'all first are of just all, Sirius fine with is that? not his guardian. Like that's not true right. at all. Like <laughs> he's not, um, and so it, it really shouldn't work because Sirius is not watching Harry. <laughs> like is not doing. It shouldn't have worked, but they knew it was going to be good enough for Dumbledore, so it's cool. But, like, just the fact that he, like, signed it and nobody has seen that and been like, hmm, that's weird. Sirius Black is signing for Harry Potter to go to Hogsmeade. And I'm assuming no one's seen it. Maybe McGonagall. 
Um, right. But, like, if Umbridge was had been able to get back into Dumbledore's office after all stuff went down, spoilers, um, like, if she had found those records... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because there's the other part of, like, y'all are not incorrect about Dumbledore. <laughs> he did let who at the time is still a notorious mass murderer and in the prison escapee, he did say, yeah, he could sign out this child. <laughs> That's cool. That's acceptable. Well, I mean, he was, Which at that point... Was, regardless of guilt or innocence, he was an escaped convict. It's true. He still is, actually. He was not a member of society. Like, or he is not. Yeah, he still is not. It's... A accepted member of society. Yeah. So. It's, it's kind of hilarious, but. Hilarious. All right, so. Giving they, more ammunition that he does not need. <laughs> um, and so they leave, um, but right before they get off to the grounds, Filch gives Harry a great sniff, um, as though trying to detect a whiff for, um, of something from him. Ron asks why Filch is sniffing him, and Harry's like, oh, I suppose he was checking for the smell of dung bombs. So then he tells him the whole story about dung bombs. Hermione finds it really interesting, much more than Harry did himself. He said he was tipped off that you were unordering dung bombs, but who had tipped him off? Um, I don't know, said Harry. Maybe Malfoy. He'd think it was a laugh. He's not being constantly vigilant. And, I mean, I don't know. I can't really be surprised. But also... The problem with him not being constantly vigilant in this moment is what we talked about with Malfoy, which is, like, Malfoy is always doing the most. So you can't, like, you have to, on one hand, protect yourself from being, like, up in arms every time Malfoy... Does the most. Malfoy's at you. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't constantly be vigilant for Malfoy. Like, at a certain point, you have to be like, boy, bye. Right? Right. That's true. (laughs) Um, But then, because it's like the... It's like the... The kid who, the boy who cried wolf or whatever, right? Like one time, <laughs> it is not Malfoy. Mm-hmm. He's not paying attention or he's not watching for it. So, problem. I give him a little bit of a pass there. Yeah, I mean, I think for him, he's always like, it was Malfoy. That's his like go to, which, right? Wow, we will get to in the next book. But yeah, it's always it was Malfoy. So either he gets really obsessed with it or he doesn't care. <laughs> The next book should just be called Harry Potter and It Was Malfoy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, so they go... Yeah, so Hermione's like, maybe, but she doesn't seem convinced. Um, so then they go to... They're not going to the Three Broomsticks. They are... Because it's always so packed and really noisy. And so Hermione told the others to meet them in the Hogshead, which is another pub... Um, that's a bit dodgy, but students don't normally go there, so she doesn't think that they'll be overheard. Um, so they get to the Hogshead, which is a battered wooden sign, or sorry, which has a battered wooden sign hanging from a rusty bracket over the door and a picture of it, upon it, of a wild boar's severed head leaking blood onto the white cloth around it. I'm curious, um, about when the Hogshead was built and if it was, like, a shade towards Dumbledore, um when he became headmaster just because like the hogs hogwarts like general thing is like the winged boars and then this is like a boar with its head cut off like is that aberforth being petty or just uh a coincidence 
I would choose to think the former. I think it's totally Aberforth being petty, because if it was Aberforth being, like, sincere, it would have been something with the goat, right? Right. Right. And that's why I was confused. I was like, really? Not a goat? Okay. That's cool. Interesting. Also... I think it's total petty. What is going on? Okay. We're going to get there. But I'm just... What's happening with no, him and... we're not going to... No. We're not going Have that. you... I'm not going there. Okay. You can get there on we your can, own. We can get I there. No, 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 no. I, I we can, we can go there when we, like, mm-hmm. get the story or whatever. You can but, like, there. did anyone else get a weird vibe from the description about Aberforth being hanging out with the goats? Like, I got... And I don't know if it was just me and, like, maybe I just have a terrible brain, but... Nope, because Amani is in the chat room he's telling thinking you the same really thing. Okay, cool. Really okay, cool. Right. Cause, but also, me and Amani have the same brain, so I feel like we need a third party. <laughs> so, and I'm over here, like, and I have, I do not have that brain. I think you do, which is obviously. why you're saying we're not going to talk about it. So I think the three of us are on the same page. So I think we need another person, because, yeah, we need someone else to corroborate whether or not this goat story seems suspicious in a way that is not magical. But we will get there. We can wait until we get if anyone else wants to explore we can wait until we get to Deathly Hollows or you can tweet at us at we black and nerds let us know what you think was going on with Aberforth and them goats because it was really not clear and it was very vague in a way that I mean you know these are teenagers so it seems like that wouldn't be the case but for some reason now I mean listen we have already decided or not decided like it is clear it is crystal clear that J.K. Rowling is a twisted human <laughs> with a twisted sense of humor and a, a, a twisted brain. And so I just feel like if we want to go down that route. We can wait. It's fine. We shouldn't. I just wanted to I just wanted There's to, that, what's to, that? The, to introduce the it. The road less traveled. <laughs> right? There's like two We're doing a close reading. And I went the road less traveled and I'm like nah on this I'm going the main. I'm going on the main highway. I'm going where everybody else is going, which is like let's bypass that, stay on that nice paved road. I don't need them thorns. Nope. Okay, All let's right. move on. All right. I was just. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, That's exactly okay. Sorry. Um, Amani said, considering what the ex prime minister Cameron did, maybe it's just a British thing, and that was my exact thought. Because there's something about the British and then pigs slash goats. I don't know. I'm, let's move on. Let's not. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do this. Um. So they go inside where um it smells like goats, and it's very small and, and dingy, and it, it was a dirty room. Which like. But also, is there I'm no- sorry. Harry was born in a sub. Like our Harry wasn't born, but he grew up in a suburb. Hermione, I don't know where Hermione grew up. Ron, maybe. But Harry is definitely not walking into a room talking about it smells like goats. I mean, he went to the zoo. Once, that one yeah, time. Yeah, but I think, like, yeah. Also, this is, like, not... I've been to the zoo, this isn't, this isn't totally through Harry's perspective. Like, it mostly is. It's still a little bit, like, removed. So, yeah. Right. Also, um... Do they, they don't have federal regulations for their, like, businesses because... Right, I, my note, my note <laughs> says health department, like, question where, mark, question mark, question because mark. Because this is... Is there an A, B, C, or D on that? Actually, when we were in Ireland, I was watching the news, 
I think it might have been after you left. I'm not sure. It, it was like one moment when I was watching the news and they were actually talking about posting the health ratings because they don't do that in certain places, mm-hmm. I guess. And like making it, um, making a system and making it more like uh, systematic. Standardized, mm-hmm. that's what I was looking for. Making it more standardized across, like, all of the UK, the United Kingdom, and, like, what those rate rankings mean and, like, posting it so that people know. Um, so, I'm assuming at the time that this is written, because they were talking about that in the year of our Lord 2017, that it definitely wasn't a thing. Um, and if that's not a thing in Muggle society, then it's definitely not a thing in Wizard right. society. But I just... Because it also says um, that the floor seemed at first glance to be earthy, though as Harry stepped onto it, realized that there was stone beneath what seemed to be an ac- seemed to be the accumulated filth of centuries. Like, I just... There should... Why do magical communities not have, like... Like, because you would think, right, that you're magical so you can, like, innovate more. Like, it's really easy to clean a house. Or, like, a bar. It's so easy. You wave your wand, that shit's scraped up. It's, like, the easiest someone thing. Someone also said when we were at LeakyCon... I was talking to someone at LeakyCon, and they had come from Scotland, and they'd done, like, you know, we were, everyone was doing their own, like, Harry Potter thing um, before and after the con, but they had come be- to the con from Scotland, and they were saying that they don't power wash the um, outside of buildings. So, like... They're stone or whatever, but they're all, like, dark and gray and, like, almost black because of, like, the centuries, like, how old these buildings mm-hmm. are. And they're not being, like, washed, and they don't wash the outsides of them. Um, so, and this is, like, in Scotland, so maybe... But that's the outside. That's another, like... That's... I, I know. That's the outside, but maybe it translates inside. Hmm. It's gross. Um, sanitation is very important. But it's also interesting to think about the fact that, like, I don't know how how old this building is, but Aberforth has probably had it, I don't know, 60-something years. Right. Like, not that long, considering. Not, like, for it to not, have filth for centuries. Not centuries worth of yeah. filth. Maybe it wasn't a pub before he bought it, and it was, like, just some house, one room... Thing. I don't know, but it's gross. It's gross. And maybe because wizards don't get sick the way that muggles do, they don't care as much. They have an immunity to stomach flus. I don't know. <laughs> Disgusting. They don't um, get food poisoning. I don't know. So Harry remembers. Um, Harry, yeah. So Harry remembers Haggard mentioning the pub in his first year. Um, when he said, you get a lot of funny folk in the hogshead. And at the time, Harry had wondered why Hagger had not found it odd that a stranger kept his face hidden throughout their encounter. Now he saw that keeping your face hidden was something of a fashion in the hogshead. Um, there was a man at the bar whose head was wrapped in dirty gray bandages. Um, so that's the dude who was blowing up the toilets, by the way, just because it's a spoiler every podcast. We'll all be on the same page. That's that dude. I think his name is like Willie Wittershins or something. But yeah. Um, and then they also just, again, spoiler, he's spying for Umbridge. So there's that as well. Um, there are two figures shrouded in hood sitting at a table at one of the windows. Um, there was a witch with thick, with a thick black veil that fell across her toes. That's Mundungus, 
who was tailing Harry because, of course. Um, although, like, course. they should have left him off that detail. Like, sure, Harry needs to be ta- needs to be tailed, but Monogus can no longer do that. Right! After the Dementors, you're fired, my dude. Yeah. He, he can't do that anymore. He needs just go back down into your alleys, get the word on the streets, and that's it. Tell us what the gossip is. Yeah. yeah. Keep us updated on he's gotta be like, what the lowlifes are saying. And you may, you may have said this, but now that I just like watched all of them, he's like Turk um, from like the Netflix yes. Marvel shows. That's who he is. Exactly. You go ask him, rough him and up a little bit, ask him the stuff, Daredevil and does leave. not take Turk. Daredevil does not take Turk out to go fight crime. Jessica Jones does not give him it, show him any respect. Luke Cage always finds a way to punch him. He locked the bro in a trash can, so, in a garbage can, and was like, trash gets picked up tomorrow. (laughs) Damn. Um, Yeah, like, you you don't trust him with, like, you don't ask him to tail... Wilson Fisk or like the Karen Page. Of the chosen you don't one. be like, hey Terry, keep an eye on Karen for me. No. No. It's a terrible idea. It's the worst idea. Uh, also, shout out to the actor that plays Terry because apparently he's in Stranger Things season two and he's becoming like that that Netflix dude, which I love. <laughs> um, I'm not watching Stranger Things because I don't do scary shit, but like, or weird shit to a certain, I don't do scary weird shit, but I saw that, and I was like, shout out to my dude, because I really do like Turk. Yeah, he's um, great. Anyway. Um, and then, uh, I don't know about this, Hermione, said Harry. Has it, has it occurred to you that Umbridge might be under that? Um, pointing to the veiled figure. Umbridge is shorter, shorter than that woman, she said quietly. And if Umbridge does come in here, there's nothing she can do to stop us, because I've doubled and triple-checked the school rules. We're not out of bounds. I specifically asked Professor Flitwick whether students were allowed to come to the Hogshead. He said yes, but advised me strongly to bring our own glasses. And I've looked up everything I can um, think of about study groups and homework groups, and they're definitely allowed. I just don't think it's a good idea if we parade what you're doing, what we're doing. No, said Harry, especially because it's not exactly homework homework group you're planning, is it? Um, But I love that she, like... Dotting yeah. the eyes, crossing He's like, the I'm keys, doing everything to skimming. make sure we can't get in trouble. And, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, because it's not against the rules. Like, you can do that, technically. But, of course, Umbridge is not going to like it because it yeah. undermines her. And it's, like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so they go up and they see the barman, who is a grumpy. I also like the oh. idea that, like, sorry. I like the idea that, like, Harry's, like, it's not exactly a homework group that you're planning but one of Hermione's main reasons, like, yes, Voldemort's back, and she believes that, and she wants to be protected. She also wants to pass her yeah. L's. Like, she wants to pass her OWLs. And um, so it is a homework group. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like you had extra, I don't know if anyone did, like, AP, like, study groups and stuff. It was, like, the ones that you did at school and the homework that you did, but then the people that were, like, serious about their scores, like, did a, went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. I wasn't one of those people. <laughs> I only passed like two of my AP tests. Um, okay, so the barman um, came out of the back room. He was a grumpy looking old man with a great deal of long gray hair and beard. He was tall and thin and looked vaguely familiar to Harry. Um, this is Aberforth. Dumbledore. Dumbledore's brother. Albus's brother because In they both are Dumbledore's the... technically. 
Yes, opposites. Wolfert, Brian. Um, this is funny because in the movie, we don't meet Aberforth Mm-mm. in this scene. Like, there's a dude that vaguely looks like a goat. <laughs> supposed to be Aberforth. <laughs> He's got, like, a goat haircut. I don't know. They, like, make... They style him to look like what a goat human would look like. <laughs> Who's supposed to be Aberforth. But then in the Deathly Hollows in the movies, like, he keeps seeing what he thinks is Albus's eye in the two-way mirror that he should have used instead of going to the freaking blue thing. Anyway, um... But it's Aberforth, and then when they meet him, it's like, oh shit, Dumbledore Jr. Mm-hmm. Like, their resemblance is not vague, it's like striking. Well, well, I don't think it's striking. The- I think that like, in this situation, like, he's this grumpy old man, and he got a lot of hair, and he looks familiar, right? So Harry's like, there's something about you that I'm like, clocking, but... Um, Harry at this point doesn't know that Dumbledore's brother works there. And I think he might find out later. He doesn't even know that he has a brother. Yeah, at this point he doesn't even know that um, Dumbledore has a brother. Whereas, like, at that point, he knows that Dumbledore has a brother, knows that he works um, at the Hogshead, or, like, owns the Hogshead. Um, so I think it's just, like, a different... Um, context? Yeah. I think in I this context, he wouldn't be, be like, looking oh at this God, garment you're... and be like, you're Dumbledore's brother. Like, that. I like I totally understand that, like, I mean, my sister and I look very similar, um, and I think that, like, in a certain context, you wouldn't necessarily think, like, if you just walked, you'd be like, oh, you look familiar, and that's it, right? As opposed to, like, seeing us in the same place, or knowing that we're related or something, then you're, like, looking for that. That's because y'all got that that light skin, dark skin thing that people are that's not about, even though you have the same thing. That's but not anyway. the only reason why, but that's one reason, but I'm also just saying, like, it, yeah, it's you're not gonna if you're not looking for that, then you're not gonna find it. I think, especially with siblings, unless they're like twins and look exactly like each other. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, three butterbeers, please," said Hermione, um, and he reached beneath the counter and pulled up three very dusty and very dirty bottles, which he slammed on the bar. Like Hermione, you didn't, you did all that work and you didn't actually bring the glasses. Oh well. Okay. Six sickles. Um, Harry gets them, and then, you know what, Ron murmurs, we can order anything we liked here. I bet that bloke would sell us anything. He wouldn't care. I've always wanted to try fire whiskey. You are a prefect, snarled Hermione. Oh, said Ron. Yeah. As if that matters to him. It, like, I just, it seems like more of a burden than, um, a responsibility to him. So I just feel like he should give it to someone else who will actually do a good job and then he won't have to worry about that. Seems like the best course of action. So who did you say was supposed to meet us? Harry asked. Just a couple of people, said Hermione. Um, I told them to be here about now and I'm sure they all know where it is. Oh look, this might be them now. The door opens and a crowd of people come in. First came Let's Neville. Count them out. Let's count them out. Yeah, I counted. I wrote them down too. So first came Neville with Dean and Lavender. So that's a couple already. That three. you're more than a couple at that point. That's three. Yeah, that's a couple people. That's actually that's a few people. So at this point, she's already yeah. above the number. Three and three. That's six of them. That's a lot. Yeah, and then right. uh, Parvati and Padma Patil, um, who Five. come in with Cho, and one of her usually six. giggling girlfriends. Um, and then seven. There's Luna Lovegood. 
Um, Eight. And then Katie Bell, Alicia Spinnett, and Angelina Johnson. Colin and Dennis Creevy. Um, Ernie McMillan. Justin Flinch Fletchley. Hannah Abbott. A Hufflepuff girl with a long plate down her back whose name Harry didn't know. Three Ravenclaw boys he was sure were called Anthony Goldstein, Michael Corner, and Terry Boot. Jenny, um, followed by a tall, skinny, blonde boy with an upturned nose who Harry recognized as being on the Hufflepuff Quidditch team. And then there was Fred, George, and Lee. 25. 25. Plus the trio. 28 kids. Mm -hmm. A couple of people, Harry said. A couple of people. Yes, well, the idea seemed quite popular, said Hermione. Ron, do you want to pull up some more chairs? Um, the barman had frozen in the act of wiping out a glass with a rag so filthy it looked as though it had never been washed. Um, possibly he had never seen his f- pub so full. So at this point, so Fred says, can we have 25 butterbeers? No longer um, And the barman glares at him and then throws down his rag as though he had been interrupted in something very important. And he pass, he starts to pass up dusty butterbeers from under the bar. Um, so he just seemed, not only does he seem stunned that there's so many people in here, um, but he seems like kind of fresh, like kind of annoyed that like he has to stop what he's doing, which he's not actually doing anything. Um, so now I'm like, this isn't really a bar, right? Like it's a front for something. Maybe it's like an illegal goat ring or something. And he's like no, selling goats do or something under the table. I actually think it's just, it's a bar as in like, it's one of those, um, it's like a biker bar. Um, where they just pay you to keep people out so they can get their business done. That's valid as well. So there's like five or six people who do their dirty work, and all he has to do as a barkeep is scowl, not be welcoming, so people don't want to come in there, and shut up when the orders come, ask him questions. He don't know nothing. He ain't seen nothing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, ma'am. Seems suspicious. Because, um... um as we were talking about Marvel movies, um, I want to say Jessica's. That's not the name of that bar. Jennifer's, no. The bar that Matt and Foggy always go to. Josie's. Um, Josie's. Thank you. Like, they always talk about how terrible that bar is. But there's enough people in that bar when we see the scenes mm-hmm. of it that it makes sense that she could stay open in New York. On the other hand, when Foggy goes into that um, biker bar, yeah. they're like immediately, "What you doing here?" I know what you're. No. I know what you're talking about. I just think that he's doing some illegal goat activity that's keeping that thing open. And no, I don't want to talk about goats. I didn't say it was like a problem. Also, Amani's on the same page as me because again, twinsies, but still same brain. I'm just saying. Seems like for goat exchanges. What is a goat exchange? I don't want to know. It's fine. It's fine. It's a legal activity. Um, So, uh, so Harry's watching um, as that's where they launder money. Yes, you spent twenty eight thousand galleons at the Hogshead last year, and I got a drinking problem. I'm working on. (laughs) Meanwhile, dragons flying in and out. Yep. Anyway. Um, so Harry watches as the group gets their beers from Fred. Um, he could not imagine what all these people had turned up for until the horrible thought occurred to him that they might be expecting some kind of speech. Um, 
What have you been telling people? He said, he asked Hermione, what are they expecting? I've told you they just want to hear what you've got to say. Um, you haven't got to do anything yet. I'll speak to them first. Hi, Harry, said Neville, beaming. Um, Harry tried to smile back but could not speak. Um, Cho had just smiled at him and sat down on Ron's right. So he's just, he's feeling a lot of feelings. He's got his crush. He's got, like, so he's angry. Feelings. He's, like, worried. And, you know, there's a lot, a lot going on. 25 people done showed That's up. That's what I'm saying. Um, he trying to lie low? <laughs> uh, said Hermione. Well, uh, hi. Um, the group turns to her. Um, initially they had been staring at Harry, but now their um, attention has been turned to her. Um, well, um, well, you know why you're here. Um, well, Harry here had the idea. I mean, I had the idea that it might be good if people who want to study defense against the dark arts, and I mean really study it, you know, not the rubbish that Umbridge is doing with us. Because nobody can call that Defense Against the Dark Arts. Here, here, said Anthony Goldstein. Well, I thought it would be a good... Well, I thought it would be good if we, well, took manners into our own hands. Um, and by that, I mean learning how to defend ourselves properly. Not just theory, but the real spells. You want to pass your Defense Against the Dark Arts OWL too, though, I bet, said Michael Corner. Of course I do, said Hermione. But I want more than that. I want to be properly trained in defense because... Because... Because Lord Voldemort's back. Um, the reaction was immediate and predictable. Everybody's freaking out, fainting. Lots of things are happening. Um, but then they all look to Harry. Well, that's the plan anyway, said Hermione. If you want to join us, we need to decide how we're going to. Where's the proof you know who's back, said the blonde Hufflepuff player um, in a rather aggressive voice. Well, this is going to be fun. Also, I do want to um, point out that it's interesting that, like, so this is without even knowing his name like he's a Hufflepuff and he plays Quidditch and so it's interesting to me that he would have like this antagonism towards Harry and not believe him when he like would have been one of the people who really knew Cedric um mm-hmm. yeah it was interesting to me but also he's just like not a great person I think that this is one of those things though where it kind of makes sense to me because he would really know Cedric and he wasn't given any details and so he might be he is reacting the way that Harry expected Cho and Cedric's parents to mm. react which is like mad at Harry but not understanding or I guess not understanding why Cedric died and the only person who can actually give him like an explanation and comfort him isn't saying right. anything or the only two people I guess right. so it does make sense um, in that respect, but that's not Harry's problem. Right. You didn't come up to ask him before you haven't been his friend. He doesn't know you. He doesn't even know your name, so. And also, like, you can't put the onus on the traumatized nope. to help you feel better. That's not how that worked, dog. It's not. It's very not. Uh, okay. You, uh, well, Dumbledore believes it, Hermione began. You mean Dumbledore believes him, said the blonde boy, nodding at Harry. Who are you, said Ron, rather rudely. I love Ron, because he, he's like, if nothing else, he's going to defend his friend. He could talk shit about his friends and be terrible to them, but anyone else? You can. He said, hold up. Um, Zachariah Smith, said the boy, and I think we've got to write the right to know exactly what makes him say you know who's back. Look, said Hermione, that's not really what this meeting is supposed to be about. It's okay, Hermione, said Harry. And it just dawned upon him why there were so many people there. He felt that Hermione should have seen this coming. Um, what makes me say you know who's back, he said. 
I saw him, but Dumbledore told the whole school what happened last year, and if you didn't believe him, you don't believe me, and I'm not wasting an afternoon trying to convince anyone. Um, Zach, uh, everyone is quiet, and like um, Harry had the impression that even the barman was listening in. Zacharias said dismissively, all Dumbledore told us last year was that Cedric Diggory got killed by you-know-who, and that you brought Cedric's uh, body back to Hogwarts. He didn't give us details, didn't tell us exactly how D Diggory got murdered. I think we all like to know. It's just a, exactly how he got murdered. You want all the gory details? Avada Kedavra, bitch. Like, how else you get murdered by Voldemort? It's like, not that gory. It's not gory, but it's just He's like... He's got a go-to. Like, Harry, stay with Expelliarmus. Voldemort, stay, stay with Avada Like Occasionally a Crucio or two, you know, if he wants to make him suffer. Just for kicks. But like... I don't know. It just seems real, like, it's really invasive and, like, really extra for no reason. Um, if you've come to hear what it looks like, if you come to hear exactly what it looks like when Voldemort murders someone, I can't help you, said Harry. Um, his temper, always so close to the surface, was rising again. I don't want to talk about Cedric Diggory, all right, so if that's what you're here for, you might as well clear out. Uh, he, he cast an angry look in Hermione's direction. This was, he felt, all her fault. She had decided to display him like some sort of freak, and of course they had all turned up to see, just to see how wild his story was. But none of them left their seats, not even Zachariah Smith, though he continued to gaze intently at Harry. So, said Hermione. So, like I was saying... I just want to stop before uh -huh. you go there. I, I think that it's really important to think about Harry's um, reaction of, this is Hermione's fault. She had decided to display him like some sort of freak. Mm -hmm. Which is another part of, like, him placing the blame for his trauma, which he had nothing to do with besides being the victim, on himself. Like, it's somehow his cross to bear. Right. bear. You know what I mean? Like, this terrible thing happened to you. Um, I think Sirius Black says something along these lines. It doesn't make you a bad... bad good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. Like... You're not a freak because this happened to you. And you're not... There's nothing wrong with you because people don't know how to react. Mm -hmm. So. Right. Okay, yeah. If you want to learn some defense, then we need to work out what we're going to do, how often we're going to meet, and where we're going to. Is it true, um, interrupted the girl with the long plate down her back, that you can produce a Patronus? So many Hufflepuffs interrupting this time, but they got... Pressing questions and things they need to know, apparently. They got questions. Um, yeah, said Harry, slightly defensively. A corporeal Patronus? Or a co whatever. Um, the phrase corporeal. Corporeal. Um, the, the phrase stirred something in Harry's memory. Uh, you don't know Madame Bones, do you? The girl smiled. She's my auntie. I'm Susan Bones. She told me about your hearing. So is it really true? You make a stag Patronus? Um, which is also, it's also just a better question to ask say, and like more relevant to yeah. like the situation, I think. Why they're here. Right. It's like, yeah. you want to learn defense and this dude can do a Patronus. So hell yeah, he's qualified. Um, right. What are your qualifications? Yeah. Let's get down to your resume. <laughs> I think also it's funny. Um, and I don't know this cause I don't know. Um, I'm black, but do white people say auntie? Cause if not, the bones are black. That's my auntie. Well, I mean, I think I no. said... I'm sure some of them say, like, auntie or auntie. We say auntie. That's different. But 
people, yeah, auntie, and that's not exclusive. Whatever. Doesn't you can matter. have that headcanon, head, that's fine. My head is it's my just head not cannon. exclusive to black. They are POC. <laughs> I'm just they saying auntie, anything with the E after aunt is not, um, it's not exclusive, exclusive to black people, but it's fine. We can have the headcanon that the bones are black. I'm not going to. Not gonna, you know, go against that. I'm just saying that's not. Maybe asking the right questions. Not a black thing. Um, Maybe getting straight to the point. Okay. Um, Portia says that if uh, that Susan is like, if my aunt was impressed, then he might actually be worth my time, which is exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, need somebody who's qualified. Exactly how I live my life. (laughs) Oh, my auntie said you're cool. All right then. My auntie don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you either. I just don't. Mm-mm. You've been vetted. <laughs> You've been found lacking. <laughs> um, yes, said Harry. Blimey, Harry said Lee. I never knew that. Mum told Ron not to spread it around, said Fred, grinning. She said you got enough attention as it was. She's not wrong, mumbled Harry. Um, and a couple of people laughed. The veiled witch sitting alone shifted very slightly in her seat. And did you kill the basilisk with that sword in Dumbledore's office, demanded Terry Boot. That's what one of the portraits on the wall told me when I was in there last year. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Portraits said Harry. Talking? Yeah, I know. They're so messy. Um, Justin Finch Fletch... I can never pronounce... Like, it's... Anyway, Justin Finch Fletchley. Isn't there... I think that there's a wizard rock band named after them, too. Justin the Finch Fletchleys? It's the fact that there's two L's in there, and it messes me up every time. Yeah, I think it's just Justin Flinch Fletcher. <laughs> well, Justin whistled, and the Creevy brothers exchanged awestruck looks, and Lavender Brown said, wow, softly. Um, Harry was feeling very slightly hot around the collar now. He was determined, determinedly looking anywhere but at Cho. And in our first year, said Neville, he saved the sorceress stone. Sorcerers, hissed Hermione. Yes, that from you-know-who. Um, Hannah Abbott's eyes were round as galleons. And that's not to mention, said Cho, all the tasks he had to get through in the Triwizard Tournament last year, getting past dragons and people and acromantulas and things. Um, okay, go. Sorry, I have a question for our audience um, who does, does not have the American books. Does Neville here say sorceress? Because isn't it the Philosopher's Stone? Yeah. Everywhere else? So maybe he says like... So does he mispronounce philosopher? Maybe. Philosophus. Philosopherus? Philos- Philosopher Stone. Or Phosphorus? The, the philosopher. I'm hungry. The phosphorus stone. <laughs> I the am phosphorus too. stone. Yeah. Um. So okay. uh. That's it. So there's a murmur. Let us know in the tw- in the tweets in the gram. Yeah. Please. In the interwebs. Yeah. Take a picture and then like tweet it at us. Um. There's also it's I don't know if it's on the same page on that version, but three forty two, of Order of Phoenix, somewhere yeah. around there. Um. So yeah, so then there's also all the stuff that they don't know about that like because it was in the Forbidden Forest and places that were forbidden. So like Aragog and forbidden. Voldemort and Quirrell in the forests with the unicorns and like the Dementors and stuff. Well, I guess they kind of know about the Dementors, but and Peter Pettigrew and like saving Buckbeak. Then a lot of things, even though they weren't asked to. Um, there was a murmur of impressed Ooh. agreement around the table. <laughs> Harry's insides were squirming. He was trying to arrange his face so that he did not look too pleased with himself, but the fact that Cho had just praised him made it much, much harder for him to say the thing he had sworn to himself he would tell them. Look, he said, 
I, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be modest or anything, but I had a lot of help with that stuff. Not with that dragon you didn't, said Michael Corner. That was a seriously cool bit of flying. Yeah, well, said Harry. And nobody helped you get rid of those Dementors this summer, said Susan Bones. No, said Harry. No, okay. I know I did bits of it without help, but the point I'm trying to make is, are you trying to weasel your way out of showing us any of this stuff, said Zacharias. Here's an idea, said Ron. Boy, bye. Why don't you shut your mouth? <laughs> I love Ron. Um... Perhaps the word... Ron is literally ride or die. He's, and, like, it's so funny because, like, again, what he's doing now tried. is, like, perfect. Like but things. then sometimes he just misdirects, and that's the problem. Right. Right, well, it's it's what you said, though. It's like, I can say that. Mm-hmm. You can't say exactly. that. You know what I mean? He has a very, he has a very, like, strong line in the sand about how other people can treat his mm-hmm. people. Versus how he can treat them. Right. Which is, I can do whatever the hell I want to. It's like a problem, but <laughs> at least he, that. like, back, you know, at least he backs them up when they need to be backed right. up. Um, yeah. Which goes into the whole, that fanfic that we don't acknowledge, but I'm going to acknowledge right now. Um, that Ronald Weasley does, who, who was he? Yeah, we don't know him. Who? I don't know him. Whom? Um... Uh, perhaps the word weasel had affected Ron particularly strongly. In any case, he was now looking at Zacharias as though he would like nothing better than to thump him. Well, we've all turned up to learn from him, and now he's telling us he can't really do any of it. That's not what he said, snarled Fred. Would you like us to clean out your ears for you? Inquired George, pulling out a long and lethal-looking metal instrument from inside one of Zonko's bags. Or any part of your body, really. We're not fussy where we stick this, said Fred. I just want to point out again. Look at Harry's brothers. I just want to point out first, yes. Yes, look at Harry's brothers. They're backing them up. The Weasleys, the Weasleys are the best at that. They really are. Except for Percy, because he doesn't have any friends. Um, Percy ain't shit. But I just want to point out that George initially is the one who pulls out the long and lethal-looking instrument and is like, you want you want to step into our office or no? You want to come see just us? one time, though. Or... Well, I think it most, it's less that, like, because Fred then ups it, right? Fred does up it, but I am saying that, like... Fred is like, I don't care where. Right, but that's that's true, but I will say, like, again, (laughs) Fred and George, I honestly think that they're, they're, like, Fred is more vocal, that's it. Like, I don't don't think that, like, like, I think actions are the thing, and I think that, like, George is just quieter, but he agrees with everything that Fred is saying. He just doesn't have to say it. He's afraid he lets Fred say it. it. That's all I'm saying. But it's cool. We'll move on. Um, yes, well, said Hermione. Moving on. The point is, are we agreed we want to take lessons from Harry? There was a murmur of general agreement. Right, said Hermione. Well, then the next question is, how often do we do it? I really don't think any point in meeting less than once a week. Um, so then, of course, there's lots of Quidditch players. So they're like, make sure it doesn't clash with our practices. Okay, yeah, real quick about Fred and George. I know they're two different people, Portia. Um, she's just like going back to, you know, Portia has her thing about Fred being the cruel twin. I know they are two different people. I just think that they are generally on agreement about a lot of things. Um, and I think that, like, the thing with the tongue-tongue toffee, right? That was the thing that they both agreed to do at the same time. They saw Dudley. Their, both of their faces brightened up. It wasn't just Fred. They went up to get Harry's thing. They conspired to do that. And then Fred was the one who actually had the toffee in his pocket, so he dropped it, right? You can't both drop a toffee at the same time. Um... I just, yeah, I tend to think that they, like, talk things through. And, like, sure, maybe George tends to be a little bit more reasonable. But I do think that generally all of the, like, cruel things that they do is, like, 
um, sanctioned by both of them, right? It's not just Fred going off on his own. And that's, I mean, my opinion, but. Okay, so I started talking about something completely different. Because you froze. I guess we were frozen, and I missed the whole, I don't know where. Okay. Um, but now I have to say my thing, and it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't coincide. But it will help us get back into the book. Okay. So, <laughs> I think it's interesting that um, Hermione wants to meet, she says, like, meeting less than once a week is pointless, but she also wants to keep this out um, from under, or she wants to keep it away from Umbridge's attention. And I think that meeting that frequently would, like, something's up. There's 28 kids all hanging out once a week. Well, it depends on where it is, right? Right. I mean, once they figure out, like, where it's going to be, but if they're going to, like, right now they're thinking, like, a classroom or, you know, the library or something like that. And I just think that that's, like, if you wanted it to be under the radar, you would probably do, like, once a month or every other week and, like, be switching the days. They're going to have to switch the days anyway because of Quidditch practices and all that jazz. And it's also better because it's not predictable. I feel like once a week... No, but I... Right. I just feel like once a week is, like, difficult. I think it's difficult, but I think it is necessary, like she's saying, right? Because if you're taking it like a real class, all of these classes are at least once a week. Um, And if you want to get ready for your OW... Like, it's just not... It's If it's only once every two weeks or once a month... Um, you don't get that same like muscle memory. You don't have enough um, as much time to practice, and you just have to like review things. It just makes things go slower um, if you don't have more frequency of like classes. Um, so yeah, I mean it's going to be difficult because there are twenty eight people and they all have different schedules. Um, but I do think I do agree with her that it's necessary. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that it's not necessary. I'm just saying that those two things, like those two priorities, are class. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm sure we can find a night that suits everyone, said Hermione, but you know this is rather important. We're talking about learning to defend ourselves against Voldemort's Death Eaters. Well said, said Ernie Macmillan, whom Harry had expected to speak long before this. Personally, I think this is a really important, this is really important, possibly more important than anything we'll do this year, even with our OWLs coming up. He looked around impressively as though waiting for people to cry. Surely not. But when no one spoke, he kept going. I personally am at a loss to see why the ministry has foisted such a useless teacher upon us at this critical period. Obviously, they're in denial about the return of you-know-who, but to give us a teacher who is trying to actively prevent us from using defensive spells. We think the reason Umbridge doesn't want, to be, doesn't want us trained in defense is that she's got some mad idea that Dumbledore could use students in the school as some kind of private army. She thinks he'd mobilize us against the ministry. Um, I just want to point out that Ernie is alternative yeah. Um, Earth two. Yeah, Earthy? it's true. Like, <laughs> because he's like just as pompous, just as extra, but like <laughs> still on this good side. Like, it's not just to get anywhere. Like, he's not only trying to go up; he's also trying to do what's right for the most part. Um, yeah. 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 He's like using his ridiculousness for good. For yeah, generally. Right. I mean, point. like, he doesn't go where the wind blows. Like, he doesn't take the pop. Unless he's done some calculation, like, oh, this is the unpopular opinion. So <laughs> I don't but that's, like, doing the most, right? Like, standing. But, yeah, it's just funny to me, like, because um, 
he looks around impressively, like someone should say, oh, like, surely not. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, everyone's like, Yeah, okay. same. We all, all agree. Right, That's dude. why we're here. Like, <laughs> like chill out. <laughs> chill out, Ernie. This ain't, this ain't the first time okay, anybody's thought of this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, she, so Hermione says uh, that uh, the Umbridge and Fudge think that he, Dumbledore is going to have a private army. Well, that makes sense, cried Luna Lovegood. After all, Cornelius Fudge has got his own private army. What? said Harry, completely thrown by this unexpected piece of information. Yes, he's got an army of heliopaths. No, he hasn't, snapped Hermione. Yes, he has. What are heliopaths? That's Neville. <laughs> They're spirits of fire. Great tall flaming creatures that gallop across the ground, burning everything in front of... They don't exist Hermione <laughs> tartly. Oh, yes, they do, said Luna angrily. I'm sorry, but where's the proof of that? There's plenty of eyewitness accounts just because you're so narrow-minded. You need to have everything shoved under your nose before you, <clears throat> said Jenny in a good imitation of Professor Umbridge, that several people looked around in alarm and then laughed. I just, like... Luna channeling her younger tree, or a younger tree line. A little bit, except like because You're she's a child. So close. Because she's a child, yes. it's okay it's more, it's <laughs> to say something like that yeah. to another because peer. Peers. Yeah, <laughs> like it's totally fine. Um, also, again, just like the fact that they're but so also different. Hermione is savage. She's like Neville. Don't Hermione. go. Don't get scared. Well, because Neville will take that shit to heart, and he'll be scared as hell to go to they sleep because he's Neville. like the heliopaths are coming after me. Heliopaths are terrifying. I'm sure. And that's why Hermione's I'm trying scared. to make sure Neville knows to chill out. Like, they're not coming for you. They don't exist. It's cool. How do you know they don't exist? Because they there's no exist. proof of that. So. Anyway. Um, yes, said Hermione. Uh, well, once a week sounds cool, said Lee. As long as, yes, yes, we know about Quidditch. The other thing is to decide is where we're going to do this. The library suggests Katie... I can't see Madame Pence being too chuffed about us doing jinxes in the library, said Harry. Maybe an unused classroom, Dean suggests. Yes, yeah, said Ron. McGonagall, McGonagall let us have hers. She did when Harry was practicing for the Triwizard. Um, but Harry was certain that McGonagall wouldn't be so accommodating this time um, because this had a distinct feeling of being rebellious, a lot more rebellious than um, just like a regular class. Right, well, we'll try to find somewhere, said Hermione. We'll send a message around to everybody when we've got time to... Uh, time and a place for the first meeting um and then she rummages through her bag produces a parchment and quill and hesitates um before saying i think everybody should write their name down just so we know who was here but i also think that we all ought to agree not to shout about what we're doing so if you sign you're agreeing not to tell umbridge or anybody else what we're up to um so this is devious because She's saying that, and, like, that is true, but she's not also saying, like, this is a magical binding contract. Mm -hmm. And she pulls out this parchment and this quill specifically because... Well, I think it's just the parchment. magical... But, yes. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm... Or, yeah. But she's pulling out a particular... Like, this is a magical contract. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how it works. I mean, obviously, like, the punishment is... We should actually talk to Olivia Dolphin about Marietta Edgecombe. Anyway. We can do that when we get to... Um, when we get there. I'd yeah, love to. But... Um, but because she's not explicit about it, it seems very devious mm-hmm. to me. 
and it's one of the way one place where I'm like Hermione. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. So, like, we see that she hesitates, right? So she's still a little nervous about it. Like, she's made this decision, but she's also like, maybe this isn't a good idea. But then she's like, but we kind of... Like, I think in her mind, um, there's not really another choice. And I'm not saying that there isn't another choice. I'm just saying that's probably what she's thinking, right? And yeah, I think I that it's, think like, that the way that she... a good... And no, and I'm, I agree with you. Like, I think that she didn't... Like, I think she could have said, like, this is a magically binding contract. Um, like... She's saying we all ought to agree like says, not to shout about it, right? But she says it like it's more of a suggestion or like more of just like a general agreement, but not one that's like actually has some like real consequence to it. Um, I do understand why she did it, right? Because it's like knowing who, um, like who was the one who snitched if they do snitch and like being able to pinpoint that and then also punish them, which um, I have weird like... I mean, we should we should wait till we get there, but I do have, like, conflicting feelings about that. I think because of how I've always felt about it, like, growing up and reading this book, and then, like, reading it again as an adult and being, like, mm, questionable. Um, but it right. still feels conflicting just because of, like, how I felt as a kid reading it. But, um, yeah. But I do, I do I, and, I, and I agree, like, I think we're saying the same thing. I just think that she should have been more... Like, forthcoming. Um... I'm sorry? Like forthcoming? Yeah, and like explicit. Like there is an explicit, um, you don't have to say what, but like there will be an explicit, and I don't know if she says it later on, I can't remember, um, when they start actually having, when they get the galleons, but um, there is like just this feeling of like not telling the whole truth of how, of the consequences of breaking this agreement. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, she, I definitely think that so, she should have let them all know. And, and I think she that does decision. it purposefully. Yeah. I don't think that she... And so that's where I'm like, eh. Yeah. But I agree with you. It's also really weird because I can't remember um, because of how often I've read these books. But I do think that this is a newer feeling that I've gotten with age like mm-hmm. oh that was real rough but i think also like part of yeah part of me is like damn that's like cold and you probably shouldn't do it in that way but then also i'm like snitches get stitches so what do you right i don't right yeah but also are you a snitch if you're magically compelled to tell the truth um she wasn't magically compelled to tell the truth Oh, I thought she. There was no ver- no. That was a movie thing, and they there said that left. they gave Cho the veritaserum, and the thing didn't happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The thing Hermione the 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 parchment thing wasn't a thing, um. And Umbridge gave veritaserum to Cho in the books. There is no veritaserum. She only uses it on Harry. Okay. So, but they cool. tried. They were trying to make it some so. different thing to make Harry feel bad when like yeah it was the movie sucks and they're making no sense some of these changes don't make no goddamn sense and i'm gonna leave it at that for now but nope 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 um fred reaches out for the parchment and cheerfully puts his name uh puts down his signature um but some other people look a little bit more wary about putting their names on the list uh said zacharias well i'm sure ernie will tell me when when the meeting is um, but Ernie looked rather hesitant, too. I, well, we are prefects, Ernie burst out. If this list was found, well, I mean to say, you said yourself, if Umbridge finds out, you just said this group was the most important thing you'd do this year. I, yes, said Ernie, yes, I do believe that. It's just, 
Ernie, do you really think I'd leave this list lying around? Said Hermione. No, no, of course not. I, yes, of course I'll sign. Um, and nobody raised any objections after Ernie, although Harry saw Cho's friend give her a rather reproachful look before adding her name. Um, and the last person Zacharias had signed, Hermione took the parchment back and slipped it carefully into her bag. Um, and so now like the meeting's over. Um, but they did say it was though they had just signed some kind of a contract, which they did. It's true. And but I, I think that they knew it the was a contract. It's because of like a magical residue or if it's because like, oh, the heaviness of like, okay, this is official. I think it's more that this is official because I do think that it, I do think that like the way that she said it, she did say that like we're agreeing to do something, right? So it, I think they all understood that it was a contract. Maybe not that it's magically binding, like not like the ramifications of betraying that yeah. contract. But I think she did make it clear that it was that. And it, yeah, it was like definitely an agreement, but I was just wondering if that feeling, you know, when you get that feeling of like, remember when we started this podcast and we both like had that moment where we're like, we get to buy new mm-hmm. books and there was like a new, like the, the mood shifted, mm-hmm. like immediately it was like, oh, this is yeah. happening. Like I was wondering, I'm wondering if that is like that kind of feeling, like the mood shifts because like, okay, this is official now. Um, or if there's like an actual like magical residue that they're feeling after signing that. I don't know the answer, but I'm, I'm like, and they confuse it for that kind of like thing. I don't know. Um, okay, yes. So um, everyone starts to leave in twos and threes. Cho tries to take her time because um, she wants to talk to Harry, but her friend Ron is, is cock blocking and is like, between her best friend and Harry's best friend, they ain't never gonna talk to each other, to be honest. It's never gonna work. It's never gonna happen. Um, we are never, ever, ever. Gonna get together. Okay, I don't. That sounded. I don't like that. I think Taylor Swift at all. No. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. understand where your thoughts are going this whole time. So it's fine. Um, well, I think that went well. Said Hermione. Um, that Zacharias bloke's a wart. Said Ron. I don't like him much either. Admitted Hermione. But he overheard me talking to Ernie and Hannah at the Hufflepuff table, and he seemed really interested in coming. So what could I say? But the more people, the better. Really. I mean, so this kind of reminds me. I don't know why. I think we started on this MCU thing, and I'm just going to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Defenders, which I have to get to finish. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but um, this is also, it's not a spoiler. No, no, no. Come back. Come back. No, I can't be spoiled. It's fine. Just tell me when it's you're It's not done. a spoiler. I have, are you sure? It's, no, it's not a spoiler. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because um, I, I won't use the Defenders because you haven't seen it yet. In one of the Miles Morales comics, um, and I might have mentioned this before, Jessica Jones is hired um, by Miles' grandmother to see if he's selling drugs, and then, like, very quickly is like, oh, dude, you're Spider-Man. <laughs> and, like, goes up to him and is like, your grandmother paid me to trail you, and you're Spider-Man, and I found that out in literally, like, two days right so maybe you want to be a little bit better about you know this whole secret identity mm-hmm. thing because you kind of suck at it and i feel like um this is like one of those like um moments where like hermione if you want this to be kept on the hush maybe you should be a little bit better about people overhearing you that's true that is true i wonder what she was like, saying though 
But also, Zachariah strikes me as a nosy right. ass motherfucker, so. Also, I do think it's interesting. Oh, all that, of that is true, but. Uh, yeah, no, I totally I agree with you. Um, I do find it interesting that no one here is a Slytherin, and part of that is like, for all the talk Hermione was doing about reaching across lines and the sorting hat and everything, like, she didn't go and invite, like, maybe not, Pan- obviously not Pansy or um, Draco or any of them, but I'm sure there are other Slytherins who are concerned about their OWLs at the very least. Um, who would have wanted to partake in this. And I do think that, like, one of the things that could have been great is if Joe had, like, included some Slytherins who... I mean, and we've talked about this before, and the fandom has talked about this just, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but, like, it would have been great if they could have, like, included maybe, like, even even two Slytherins yeah, who were interested do, like, in it as moment. well. Yeah, because I did do this moment when you go back to, um, they're talking about Quidditch, I believe. I did it somewhere. Yeah, so it's like, um, Angelina says, we have to make sure this doesn't clash with our Quidditch practices. Then Cho says, nor ours, Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. And then Zacharias is like, nor ours, Hufflepuff. And I'm like, right. Oh, no no yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's, um, like, you know, it's been talked about and will continue to be talked about. It's one of the best things about the fandom is that we can have the same conversations for 20 years and more, and we will continue to mm-hmm. do so. And if you don't like it, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> anyway. Um, I think that it is a failure of the book. I do too. I definitely do. I like to believe just because like we know him now and he's my friend on Facebook, um, Blaze Zabini, even though not really Blaze Zabini, he's his own person, but, you know, whatever. Um, still counts. Uh, he would be like, yeah, I'm going to pass my OWLs. I'm getting on this. That's what I'm saying. Like, just okay. a little bit concerned about Umbridge. He's tri- like, because Umbridge be chirping. Like, you're not going to learn nothing. Um, okay. okay. Uh, the more people, the better, really. I mean, Michael Corner and his friends wouldn't have come if he hadn't been going out with Jenny. Ron, who had been draining the last few drops of buttery beer, um, gagged and sprayed it down his front. He's what? He said. Uh, he said she's going out with my sister's going. What do you mean, Michael Corner? Well, that's why he and his friends came. I think. Well, they're obviously interested in learning defense. But if Jenny hadn't told Michael what was going on, when did this? When did he? They met at the Yule Ball and they got together at the end of last year. Which is literally, like, it's been three... They met at the Yule Ball, so that's, like, six months. But at the end of last year, it's been, like, three months. She'd been home that whole time. Not paying attention. Not being constantly like, vigilant. At all. Like, what? Like, um, and then... I actually, I wrote that, too. I was, like, like months wrong. That was, that, that was like, so for... I, I, yeah, I was, like, so for months then. So you just weren't... Okay, cool. Um, But also, it's really funny because I did not talk to someone was like asking me about like my relationship with my brother because I was like oh he's my best friend and he they were talking about how they would talk to their brother about like dating and stuff like that and like I was like oh no 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 we don't do that (laughs) (laughs) we're not there we he is one of my best friends and I talk to him every day but I'm not I did tell him when I got a boyfriend and didn't tell my parents so that was a thing but that was all I told him, was that I got a boyfriend. That was it. That was, like, the deepest we got in there. And, like, 
I assume because Ginny has not one brother but six. Right. She's not trying to be like, hey guys. Guess what? Guess what? Yeah, I doubt it. She don't want them problems. No, because they'll end up being like Ron, which is like super gross. Um, okay, uh, so Hermione, uh, they she pauses outside of Scrivenshaft's quill shop and says, "Hmm, I could do with a new quill." Um, so they go into the shop. Which one was Michael Corner? Said Ron. The dark one. Said Hermione. Um, so what does that mean? Is that white dark the or Weasleys is that Because the Weasleys are down black? with the swirl. Yeah, but then I'm like... The Weasleys are down with the swirl. That's what I'd like to, that's what I'd like to, um, mm, to think. Mm. But as me and Connie were talking about... They got a type. As Connie and I were talking about they in the last episode, like, is this, like, white dark or is this, like, actually dark? Like, what's the... What does dark mean? This is actually dark. Like, black? Or, this like, a person, of, person color? of color? Or do you mean, like, oh, he has dark hair? Like, all dark and handsome when they're like pale yeah, as fuck. Dark eyes, dark hair. No. no, this is this this is another Weasley being down for the swirl. Okay, that's fine. Me and Charlie. Oh, twins and Angelina. Ron and Hermione. Jenny and Michael Corner slash Dean. Alrighty then. Thing. Um, I don't like him, said Ron. Big surprise, said Hermione. But, said Ron, I thought Jenny fancied Harry. Hermione looked at him rather pityingly and shook her head. Jenny used to fancy Harry, but she gave up on him months ago. Not that she doesn't like you, of course, she added kindly to Harry. Um, Harry, whose head was still full of chose, parting wave, um, did not find the subject quite as interesting as Ron, who was positively quivering with indignation, but it did bring something home to him that until now he had not really registered. So that's why she talks now, he asked. She never used to talk in front of me. Exactly, said Hermione. Um, so, I mean, I get it because Harry is full of Cho and everything, but like, I do think that, I don't know. I just, I, get, I like this. I just would like some more. Right. Well, I do think that that it's important that she starts to talk to him. Yes. So that he can, like, actually like her. Because, like, you can't like someone who just runs away. And is, like, obsessed. I know experience from all of my um, non-reciprocal crushes because I never talk to them. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I like you, so therefore you no longer exist to me and I'm going to run away. Mm -hmm. Um, And that somehow never got me a date. Like... Ever. It just didn't work out. Me liking someone and not talking to them. So I do like that setup. I just needed this other part to happen. It just need like, sooner, basically. More development. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I needed their interactions to be deeper, less surface level. But then again, like, Cho and Harry don't really have any deep interaction. Which I think is fine because he she's her first or she's his first crush, so I think it like makes sense, right? Um, yeah. I do think with Jenny there's like maybe one there's two situations. The first one is in this one after he uh I mean we're gonna get there obviously, but like when he thinks he's being possessed by Voldemort and Jenny's like, Really dog, you didn't come talk to me about that? That's weird. You're kinda whack for that. Um and then I think there's another one when she finds out that Harry has been taking um uh, directions from that potions book and she's like fam that book yeah are you are you serious um but yeah I think just more of those would be nice maybe okay um 
Ron said, Hermione, this is exactly why Jenny hasn't told you she's saying she's seeing Michael. She knew you'd take it badly. So don't harp on about it for heaven's sake. What do you mean? Who's taking anything badly? I'm not going to harp on anything. I mean, man, I don't know what she's saying. I'm just saying like, maybe she should just be, maybe why is she with Michael? Like that's basically what he's doing this whole time. Just needs to chill. <laughs> Hermione though. Like, you're like, this is, it's all on page 349. Check it out. Um, yeah. Hermione rolls her eyes and says, and talking about Michael and Jenny, what about Cho and you? What do you mean, said Harry? Well, said Hermione, she just couldn't keep her eyes off you, could she? Harry had never before appreciated just how beautiful the village of Hogsmeade was. This is very cute. Woo! Adorbs. Now, the chat room was too busy shading Jennifer Weasley. Ginevra. Ginevra Weasley. Yeah. Ginevra. Like, definitely not Jennifer. But to actually vote but let's get your vote in who's your mvp uh, my mvp is hermione uh for putting this all together for bringing yep. a couple of people to the hogshead um and for yeah i mean just kind of like getting the point across um for being very efficient and you know even though it's a magical binding contract and she probably should have been more transparent like for you know crossing her eyes down her t's doing all the research making sure there were no there were safeguards in place like she was on one. Um, what about you? I agree. I also made Hermione my MVP and Sirius Black my MVP. Why? And um, because Sirius has gone through some things and he's stuck in the house and he's there. And he he's loves literally Harry. Literally not in this chapter at all, but okay. He is in the chapter. He's in the beginning. No, not no at all. Harry's worried about him. Yeah, but he's not in it. He doesn't do anything. He's worried that he's going to show up at Hogsmeade because his love is so deep. Oh, snap. Um, so Did you see... makes Hermione... Sorry. Did you see what Ariana said? I just did. I was going to get there. Okay, cool. I was going to leave it. Yeah, do you gonna... then. My bad. I only just saw it, I so gonna, I had a you know, build to that suspense. Um, Portia makes... Hermione, the MVP for setting up all of the logistics and concepts behind the, D- the DA. Amani makes Hermione the v- MVP for being the black woman leading the resistance, also helping Harry to start to process his PTSD by talking about it in public and facing the Dark Lord and being his best wingman, which is like a very interesting thing to talk to think about is that like in starting the DA, she also kickstarts the process of him like tackling his PTSD. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hufflepuff was here the whole time. Okay, keep keep going. Sorry. Laurel comes in with the quickness and makes Hermione also also makes Hermione her MVP for creating a social justice organization the right way this True. time as opposed to the last time. And Ariana comes in sly with Hermione, the best power behind the throne. Yep. And then she dropped the mic and left. <laughs> um, Hermione is the hand. Yep. Um, the hand of the chosen one. Who did you bit? Zachariah Smith, because he is annoying and gross. And he's to mind his business. Same. Same. And dude, you don't get invited to someone's party and come in and start shitting on it. That's what I'm saying. Like, just that's some like some respect, some home training, something. 
You don't like the party, you can leave. Kick rock. <laughs> and no one invited you either. Like, you're bad. technically crashing Ain't the party. Ain't nobody drinking. Right. So. You're crashing the party. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Amani benches uh, Ron for the beginnings of slut-shaming his sister and any woman who he isn't trying to get with because he's trash. Well, um, I do, I agree with this. I do think, I don't think that Ron was necessarily slut-shaming her yet. I think he was just mad that she yet. has a boyfriend. He will do that. Yes. Um, but I don't think yes, he was no. yet. I it's also, coming. he's still like the worst and has not been doing great this, uh, this chapter, except for when he was yelling at Zacharias, so. This life. <laughs> he's not been doing great this life. Because no. remember who was almost benched for the entire book. Last I mean, month. he's he's struggling, but it's okay. Whew. Um, Portia benches the randos, Zachariah, Marietta, and Ernie for being there for the wrong reasons. I don't know, do we know if Marietta was there for the wrong reasons? Or Ernie? I think Ernie is there for the right reasons. He's just Yeah. I thought he was on the right side. He's just yeah, he's just extra. Marietta was there, I guess, just because, like, Cho dragged her there, so that's not really the right reason to be there. Which is, I mean, it's not a bad reason to be a good wing woman and give support to your girl. I mean, but she really wasn't trying to support her. She was salty the whole time. Do you know how many things I've gone to and I've been salty the whole time? But, like, you do you, boo. I'm just here to make sure. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, but I think she she probably could have hit it a little bit more. Zacharias, though, like, he... um, he was just there just to learn what happened to Cedric, which was not the point of this meeting. Portia says she means that she, she was there for the gossip, which is valid. Yeah. Um, Laurel benches Ron for having no backbone, which is also completely valid. And Ariana benches Zachariah for, um, because how about you learn to communicate and facilitate a conversation so you can learn the information you want? Um, which is true like if he would have came at it the way that Susan Bones came at it which was like is it true you can do this right like in in a questioning um what's the word I'm looking for like inquisitive curious like out of curiosity yeah inquisitive instead of accusatory Mm -hmm. tone we would have maybe gotten somewhere with that yep maybe maybe um, so thank you guys for listening yep next week we will uh, discuss chapter 17 um of harry potter and order of the phoenix educational decree number 24 um as always Ugh. read and follow along let us know who you think is the real mvp and who is benched we've been getting a lot of votes this um book which is awesome so keep it up um it's great we didn't remember when we had to th- remember when we had to threaten people with marge good times good yes. times um but now people Mark, are actually oh, voting so we don't have to do we don't have to do if that you stop voting Problem, if you we get, don't have to do if that you get all up in we your should chest, just wait until if you get all up in your chest umbridge is gonna win the book i mean i felt like that went without saying as well but yes but we don't have to do that because everybody's voting and it's I'm awesome saying. um if you haven't been voting if you haven't voted yet um just remember you can do it for any of the chapters in the book um well yeah remember that but also just any of the chapters within order of the phoenix if you want to send us a list of uh, chapters 1 through 16, I think somebody did that last week, um, just send them all to us if you want. There's a Slack channel for MVPs and benches in Slack. Um, and then there's on the Facebook group, a lot of people have started um, their own little like posts where they just like add it when they get to it. Um, so yeah, there are lots of different avenues. You can also just tweet at us, DM, lots of different ways for you to vote. Email. Um, yeah, we... 
polls are always open until we have to close it for the movie. So, yeah, conversation on Twitter, Abby Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team. Check us out at blackgirlscreate.org. You know where to find us. Yeah. Thank you guys so much, and we look forward to continuing the conversation on Twitter. Yep.